Welcome to my first ever podcast episode. My name is Clissa and I'm a high school junior. This platform is a safe space for open discussion on issues affecting our community and specifically our school. So today I'll be doing a very late recap of the 2020 events and kind of explore what quarantine has been like through COVID-19 with two of my friends. Again, I'm Clissa and this is the way I see it. So if you guys wanna go ahead and introduce yourselves, you can do so now. Hello, my name is Xavi. I'm 16 years old and I'm in high school. Hello, my name is um, Jada. I'm 18 years old. I'm a senior in high school and I'm currently the community outreach director of the Black Student Union. And I'm so excited to be here today. All right, so basically we're just going to do a recap and have a conversation about 2020 and the events that happened in March and kind of how that changed student life. When the news first came out about the COVID outbreak, how you guys kind of reacted to school shutting down immediately. I was excited. Um, I thought I thought I was only gonna get like two weeks off of school. And I was like, oh yes, like I need a break. Mm-hmm. I went to go binge watch all of my favorite TV shows that I missed on my block that I had, like, had just came out. So I was like, I'm so excited, this is perfect. But then I did not know it was gonna last, you know, over nine months, but that was my initial reaction. I had mixed feelings about the um, the initial shutdown. Um, I'm, I'm a junior now, but last year I was uh, I was finishing up my sophomore year. And Calissa, I know you know, like we through our when the classes that we was taking, we went through a lot, mm-hmm. like as far as like workload goes. And there was many nights that like I was just struggling. I was not getting sleep. Um, I just thought work, work, work. Like this will this will be this will be over in a little bit, just work, work, work. And during that time, um, we was also doing the musical. So that was something that I was looking forward oh, to, yeah. like uh, like really looking forward to because it was, it gave me an, um, an outlet. It gave me something to look forward to out of doing all my schoolwork that I was expected to do every day. And then like hearing, hearing the shutdown and that was a week of um, mm-hmm. musical and everybody, you know, getting prepared. and. Through, through months and, and hours of, of work and everybody just, just looking forward to it happening and just shutting down. Like nobody, of course, everybody at that time, nobody knew if we were still gonna do it or not, but we didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that made me, um, I didn't like break me, but I was pretty disappointed. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, I was disappointed for a while. And then even this year, a little bit, like no musical, no, no theater, no nothing. And it's just, like, I, I was about to get a ticket. Like, I was getting the ticket the day of, and then everything shut down. I know everybody was so excited. And then just to hear, oh, nah, we're not doing it at all. Dude was like, oh, okay, I, I guess. I for me, like, that was my junior year. And, like, being a senior now, it kind of, like, um, thank God it's not me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but now look at me. Like, it's like, I feel like. <laughs> in the same situation no I, actually i feel like the seniors of like 2021 we have it worse because because we think about it 2020 like they had like the beginning of like their senior year like the only the only thing that that they had to sacrifice was like not having a prom you know a graduation this year we literally had to sacrifice everything and it's like you don't have that that high spirit to seeing your feeling it's just like i'm just ready to graduate let me just get my stuff done and I know you guys have college apps. I can't imagine how that is doing it all virtually because then you're doing doing your work virtually and then you have to type all these essays like right after school. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Do not get me started on college apps. 2021, we had to, you know, like we're going through the process alone Mm -hmm. this year. Counselors, they they have a like, they have an option to respond to you. Like, you know, 
time. It's just because you're emailing them. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, yep. you really feel like a pressing need going through like the college application. Literally, we're helping each other out. We're telling each other the dates of like when the, when the fast was supposed to be due. We're like, you know, we're like, it's literally not having like, not being in school. It's just, oh my gosh. Like it just, I was doing it all on my own. I'm, I'm glad that my college applications are done, but it was a tough process. Let's just and say. on the note of independency, I will say at when we were first released from school last year, when the, uh, when COVID was, was just emerging in the States. I also, I had mixed feelings about it. I, of course, I was disappointed about everything being canceled. But on the flip side of things, I was also, I guess, I don't want to say excited because that's that's the wrong word. But I found a way to look at the glass half full rather than half empty, if that makes sense. So uh, last year was my was my brother's last year of um, high school. So he was going to go to a college up in Pennsylvania that he's at, he's at right now. So when everything got canceled and we didn't have anything going on that gave me a lot of time to I guess spend those final moments of his quote-unquote childhood I, I mean he's still like like my parents still look after him like, he's still their kid but you know he's out on his own and he's he's doing this thing like as a young adult in the world so to be able to spend those those final moments with him I, I'm, I'm thankful for that and also for myself I realized a lot of stuff about myself after the quarantine actually hit or the, the first the first weeks of quarantine like being so used to to running and being busy and working all the time 24 7 and then going from that to a state of only having to work some days and be not having anything to do other days to be honest that was it, it was good like, like I said before, I was just happy. Like I was watching, like, you know, on my blog. But at some point it's just like, okay, there's no more shows to watch. <laughs> you know, like, you know, there's like, there's nothing else to do. Like, what else am I going to do? And I, at a point I kind of felt disappointed in myself. You know, everyone was like, quarantine's the time for us to progress. Quarantine's the time for us to self-reflect and just grow. When you don't see yourself growing, you're like, you're like I feel like I was being left mm -hmm. behind in a way. And that kind of disappointed me. Towards the end of like 2020, I did find some self-reflection and just really strengthened my relationship with God and the thing about quarantine that I really enjoyed was it was like this series called Relationship Goals Reloaded and it's, it's by this guy named Mike Todd and he talks about how to strengthen friendships relationships with your parents with your siblings and stuff like that and I feel like that like that's what 2020 taught me in a way. It's kind of like I need to, I need to look at my look at my relationships, see if they're serving me in a positive or negative way. 2020 definitely like this it took me like up until the beginning of this year to actually get stuff started for me like that little reflection period because it's kind of like when I got a job and when I got everything sort of like together quote-unquote my room's not together but everything else in my life is like being put together in a sense and I definitely lost a lot of friends I think it was more of because we just didn't click anymore we were not on the same page but then I also like reconnected with a lot of people that I'm really close to now especially from my middle school I actually like talk to them on a day-to-day -day basis so my relationships have definitely gotten better and it has positively impacted my mental health because I'm surrounded by people who are like really trying to hustle and have a passion and determination to do something and I feel like that definitely spread to me because I'm trying to do the same thing now.
That's a that's an interesting point because last year or the the beginning of last year really exposed to me just how I kind of do to a certain sense feel a little empty. Last year I used my schoolwork and the activities that I, that I was in t- as a way to uh, distract me from this this feeling that like nothing that I was doing was really giving me a purpose. Like I was working hard at everything that I was that I was doing, but I couldn't I could I still couldn't find that passion to do anything. It was more of like like me just going through the motions and making sure everybody else is happy because I didn't really know how to make myself happy. So when quarantine hit and I was finally left alone with my thoughts, um, that was hard. Uh, and to a certain degree, I'm I'm still dealing with that. Yeah, it, it was it was difficult because going from going from a transition from distracting myself all the time to a state where I'm constantly thinking to myself every day, like, okay, well, this isn't like high school isn't everything. Like you, you're gonna you're gonna be expected to to do things after this part. Like, this is just temporary. This is just a season. What are we going to do afterwards? Now that I have time to think about who I am as a person and to really dive deep into my identity, it's like, okay, well, you know, who are you? You've been, you've been doing all this, all this stuff. You've been doing all, all this, uh, these actions. But who are you as a person? What? And that's been, yeah, I can, I can only say that it's been difficult because it's hard to express that uh, feelings and words, I guess. I had that own kind of like epiphany in a way because I have like really high expectations for myself. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, I, I've done cheerleading since I was like a kid. And like, I really got into it like sixth grade school. And like, I kind of like continued, like continue doing it in a way. But when I got to high school, it became more of a chore and not like fun. Like I love cheerleading. I just love the whole entire like essence of it. But in a way I was like, I feel as though like the people we weren't connecting in a positive way. It became really like just negative. I was just like doing it just because, oh, I have to do it and stuff like that. And I thought, by me just like burying my feelings about like just the things that I were that I was doing that was just not really fulfilling not just cheerleading but like it was other things also that were just not feeling but by me just like just doing it just because I had to in a way I gained some resentment for it and I feel as though through 2020 and now 2021 I feel like I'm trying to search for things that like you know what does Jada like because I don't know what Jada exactly so, exactly yeah that's actually one thing I found out through quarantine um I got so bored that I made over like a hundred scrunchies and I don't wear scrunchies. I don't like scrunchies. (laughs) I was just so bored. And I figured out (laughs) I like making things like I will literally make anything. So I started making um, earrings, jewelry. I'm learning how to sew, upcycle, like things that I get from the thrift store. And I'll just do anything like I repainted my walls and like I'm redoing my room and everything. So anything hands on is definitely something that I have found a passion for. Through finally having time to to look at myself, I have seen my my worldview and my perspective as an individual in our society develop rapidly. Now that I finally have time to sit down and really establish who I am, and 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 not not Chavi the the student and the person who's just doing assignments, not the person who is the violin player at church, or all, all of these all of these occupations or these tasks that I that I do to identify myself I can finally sit down and say this is who I am what are you playing at church I play my violin I'm playing my violin for the past three years at my church for me, like what I realized throughout quarantine 2020, um, it was just like my like everything was just for a plan. Like my like me being involved in like so many clubs and leadership positions and doing stuff in a way, it was just I was just checking stuff off a box, boom, boom, boom. The goal was to get into a good college, period. Right. And it's just like, what am I? I don't know. I feel like 
I have so many interests, but I never really like, you know, actually explore them. Yep. I've, I just feel like I'm like stuck in a way, but I feel like it's, it's time for action instead of like, cause it's like, stop talking. It's time to like put in some action. I can mm-hmm. agree with that. Um, I had a mo or I had a time where I was passionate about things outside of school. And seeing those, as far as my high school schedule was, was, uh, was getting busier and busier and busier and seeing myself being stripped away from those passions that I liked doing so much when I was, when I was a, when, when I was a little kid, that was, that was pretty damaging to my character as a whole. And it made me a lot more, um, a lot more isolated. It made me hyper-focus on my work because it was like, okay, well, if I, if I fail now, then all my sacrifices would it would have been for would have been for nothing and it would have been pointless. But in quarantine, I was able to explore those passions again. So for myself, I'm actually like I'm reading different um, classical texts because I, that's what I like doing. I like looking at Greek mythology, uh, Roman text, and uh, texts I was published in the Renaissance. I just I just like hearing uh, a lot of things about philosophy or like different ideologies. That's really really interesting to me. And another thing that I've been able to invest my time into is art, painting and sketching and character design and story building. I was really, really, really passionate about that when I was when I was little. So being able to revisit those feelings has felt really nice. I don't think I have that mindset where like this is this is it. High school is just four years. I just have to get through it because I kind of let myself live in the moment and I kind of look at it like right now is everything. So I'm going to do at the end of the day what makes me happy. Let's say if I don't like a schoolwork assignment, I'm going to do that obviously. But if it's something you have to invest a lot of time in, it's okay to not continue it. It's not quitting. It's starting something new. Absolutely. That's a very, that's a very good like, point. That's where I was. I, I feel like just growing up and just being like a perfectionist and stuff like that, it was always the whole principle of you can't quit. You know, you started this, you have to finish it. And it's just that idea has just been like ingrained in me for so long to the point where it's, oh my gosh, I'm just doing this just because like I have to. I know some people are going through it as far as mental health goes and everybody is different as far as their resilience goes and their their family matter goes. There's multiple, multiple, multiple factors I could go on and on about when it comes to an individual and being affected by the current events that we're in right now. The ability for somebody to take a step back and really look for new things that give them purpose in life. And that is one of the most positive things that have that have came out from this quarantine and the events that are going on today. It's the fact that we're, we're able to do a lot more self-discovery and uh, find these new passions. And really, I think this time is going to be the foundation of what happens afterwards or, or what is going to happen, what's going to happen in our lives like two years from now, three years from now, even like five years from now, 10 years from now. I think something beautiful is trying to happen with the chaos in the world, with the pandemic, the political things that are happening in the world right now, like all this chaos, I feel like something beautiful is trying to happen. So it's kind of like the bad habits are dying pretty hard right now. You know, a lot of things are being revealed. So I'm thinking that 2020, like the whole pandemic, all this stuff, it needs to happen. It's supposed to happen. I'm just down for the ride. Like, let's go. (laughs) 
That's an interesting take. I never thought about it like that. And the fact that the initial cause is not, it, it was it was kind of inevitable to a certain degree. Like, no, nobody could predict that there was going to be a virus, you know? Like, who's going to, that, that, that's so far-fetched. And the probability of somebody being able to identify that earlier on and then preventing all of this is very, very low. But even, even beyond that hypothetical thinking, it's already happened. We're here now. We're still in quarantine. Okay, it's, it, it is what it is, you know? One thing I'm a little scared for when we go back is how tense it's going to be because everybody's pretty open with their political opinion right now. I know our school and we do have a lot of problems that we need to address. Absolutely. And that is something that I'm scared for, especially where you're going to have those political conversations in government classes and when you're going to have the historical context behind certain controversies like uh, the Confederate flag in history classes, those are going to be debates in classrooms. And that's going to, honestly, it's probably going to create a lot of tension in the classrooms itself, especially since we've been in quarantine. So you're going to get those other opinions. There's no filtering it. Yep. As a person who is in government now, we're already having discussions in class about the idea of just coming back to school. And I'm excited for it because I feel like these conversations need to happen because what I realized mm-hmm. in 2020 was, you know, the whole, with the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of the controversy in the political realm, I realized talking to peers, there's a gap in information. There's just a gap in just understanding. I feel like people cannot see outside of their perspective by us having those hard conversations about the Confederate flag, what it really means and stuff I feel like it's necessary for I'm gonna give you a story because what happened at the Capitol um, earlier this year um, in January my, my government class is my first block and so we we're talking uh, my teacher was like you know what like let's have a conversation about it what are your thoughts and I just said can we just say that the whole idea of the blue lives matter and the all lives matter movement it was never about the police officers it, like it was never about trying to stand behind and support the police officers you see how they treated the police officers in the Capitol and now there people are figuring out now that they were low-key um, there were police officers who, who participated in what happened at the Capitol. Um, but then one of my one of my peers, I know, he said, oh yeah, but Jada, like, can we just say that Blue Lives Matter like, started in 2014 due to a mass police killing? And I, he didn't understand that Blue Lives Matter was, was a counter protest to Black Lives Matter, which was created due to the death of Trayvon Martin in 2013. There was a gap of information. He didn't understand that Blue Lives Matter and All Lives Matter were counter arguments and trying to understand mind the Black Lives Matter movement. But by us having these conversations and getting down to the core uh, of the situation, that's where unity and mutual understanding is going to happen. I definitely agree. Like, I'm scared for these conversations because of the tension that they will create, but they definitely need to happen, especially in our school. When the Black Student Union was created last year, it received a lot yes. of flash yes. for a one statement about the n-word being used in the hallways and everybody was claiming that that was not true when However, it was I've black had... and white go ahead <laughs> i've had it said to me multiple times by somebody who was white or who was not black especially somebody who was not black thinking that just because they were not white they were allowed to say it and when i expressed that i was uncomfortable with them using the word around me or just in general i don't think you should be using it they didn't care. They thought it was a joke. Girl, the same thing happened to me last year. My friend created a group chat for one of my classes. This one white male said the N-word in the chat. And then I was like, um, and everybody was just going about their day. Like nothing happened. I said, um, what did you just say? And then everyone was like, oh yeah, he always says this, you know, whatever. We just let him be. And so I said, no, no. And I, 
everyone in a way, what kind of disturbed me was that people were just saying it doesn't matter. Or, or like, there was no active effort. They would, they would, they assumed the role of a bystander. Yeah. And um, the next day I class or something like that, because I left the chat. I said, I don't want to be a part of this. I'm not going to support it. I'm not going to just stand by and let someone say a derogatory uh, term. And so in class, he, he came up to me and said, what's up my N word to me. The complacency of my peers, that's what really kind of got me. They were just taking the stand of being a bystander. So that incompetency will always be there, right? There's always going to be people who are unwavering in their position. But I also believe that because this incompetency exists, this that is why it is all the more important that when we go back from quarantine, whenever we go back, actually, I, I don't know the date myself. I, I believe it's somewhere in February, like a month from now. When these people go back, though, that's why I think it's all the more important as we progress into whatever you want to call normal nowadays. It's important that we still communicate these different perspectives and that we are able to learn off one another. Because I believe that has been lost. We have been in quarantine. Even when we talk to our teachers on the Zoom call, you know, Certain, I know from my teachers, it's very difficult for them to communicate certain um, concepts. Mm -hmm. And I have to end up virtually learning these concepts by myself. And it's not the teacher's fault either, because it's like communicating virtually to people who you can't see's reaction, because majority of the people are going to have their cameras off. And I don't blame them. That is their privacy. And most of the time I have my camera off too. So it's not the teacher's fault at all. It's just it's so hard to engage students virtually when there are so many distractions. Like I have my phone right next to me. I'm on my laptop right now. Yep. Like I have everything around me that I could- My dogs are working, like it's too much. <laughs> I'm very, I am looking forward to when we go back though, having that ability to, defu- to diffuse. As far as going back anytime soon, I'm very reserved about it. Um, Even, I feel like there is this, uh, this stigma going around, at least in my community, I cannot, I can't speak for anybody else's community, but for the people that I'm around and the people that just so happen to be put in my life, there is this, this, this stigma that it's almost like a, like a blatant ignorance to what is happening and what is going on as you know, way beyond COVID and just, just the entire current events as a whole. And I don't, feel comfortable interacting with anybody in in as far as physically goes anytime soon i think when we come back a lot of people are going to be a lot more reserved and it's just something that's a part of their character now because of the behaviors that they have developed over the quarantine so while i'm excited to interact with other people i also think well okay some of these people may not want to be interacted with at all when they come back. Maybe they maybe they want to still have that bubble that, that was around them during quarantine. Maybe they like that bubble when it was around them during quarantine. Isolation has become a habit. Hey, I don't really need all these people around me because I know how to entertain myself. You know yep. what I mean? So I think for some people it will be like that, but there you have to remember there are a lot of people who have still been like going out with a lot of people and groups of people so for them returning to normalcy won't be that big of a transition yeah the transition won't be as uh unfortunately like not saying that i want the transition for them to be hard but i wish people wouldn't go out into big groups staying in the house can be very detrimental to your mental health especially since we're doing school virtually 
but going out to the movies in a group of seven and ten people is not okay. That's a, that's a good point to identify. I also heard in the, or the statements that you were just making about the fact that staying in the house can be detrimental to mental health. And um, I think it's important to note that, I don't know for y'all, but as, as, as much as me, my motivation to do schoolwork has dropped to an all-time low. And I do think it has to do a lot with the fact that, you know, my house is... I, I would consider it moderately sized. It gets the job done. Um, but there are, it, it's my house. You know, I don't really have a lot of space when it comes to work because it's my house. Nobody expected me to be doing work that I would usually do at school in my house. And you can make the argument, right? That, okay, well, you had homework. What's the difference? The difference is I'm not sitting in my room every day for seven and a half hours on a computer screen just to turn around because we don't have enough time every day to go over those concepts from 2 p.m. to way later on. I know for me, some nights my homework has expanded from when I get off of my last Zoom call, which would be 2 p.m., 1.30 p.m. at the earliest, all the way up to as, as early as 8 p.m., all the way up to 1 a.m., and it varies every single day. Most of my classes are humanities classes right now, so I don't have a huge load of schoolwork after school, but my motivation to actually pay attention to class is not there. When I go into these Zoom classes every day, right, and I, I know that the expectation is I'm supposed to be paying attention and we're learning all these new concepts. It'll be okay because I'm paying attention. I'm doing my, I'm doing my homework and everything. Right. But I can't help but to feel this, this feeling of uselessness, right. When it comes to the work that we're doing right now, even if I'm not feeling it, I make it a point to pay attention to class. All else fails. I will know what we did that day and I'll be able to do the work to the best of my ability. Keyword to the best of my ability. Right. The best of my ability could look very different every day, depending on the topic that we're doing. And when those topics don't click, but I'm still trying to do it at the best of my ability, I start thinking to myself, okay, well, am I gonna am I am I gonna remember this stuff a year from now, two years from now when I'm in college and this is supposed to be my foundation? And how am I gonna apply this? I'm am I really because I'm I know for myself, I enjoy education. I, I like learning new things, but when I'm being handed a series of worksheets every day and expected to get them done without having that, having that understanding. That is very unmotivating because it's more of you just going through the motions. Oh, well, you're, you're a junior. You're just trying to get the senior year. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to get, of course I'm trying to get the senior year, but is there anything else after that? What, what, what is the purpose of what we're doing now? Is that really it? Is that, is that the only goal? I get that. Like, okay, every time I see your like little public speaking post, they'll be like two paragraphs and now like two sentences. <laughs> no, he be doing the most. I'd be like, wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> like trying your best on a bad day. You're doing pretty good. I'll give you that. No. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Virginia, Virginia Beach Public Schools 
requires everybody to either have his camera or have their camera on or to engage in a classroom setting with their mic. Not everybody has a personal computer. Virginia Beach Public Schools were the ones who mass distributed these Chromebooks where half of their mics don't even work and they the cameras work. that do work are low to subpar and the same thing goes for the mics even if the mic does work it's either one lagging or two very very scruffy when you have those issues when it re regarding to the quality of life when it comes to online learning that decreases the the motivation that these people have to engage the classroom, the, the, this, this new classroom setting. And it's not a problem that the school district has because honestly, distributing the Chromebooks is amazing, but the Chromebooks were not made for this type of environment. They were exactly. made to make sure everybody has access to like Google Docs and slides and Schoology in class. But the class would be in person and you'd have the school Wi-Fi where here, your Wi-Fi could give out at any moment, uh, your power could go out, especially if it's a neighborhood-wide power outage. That's the new, that's a new snow day. You give these people Chromebooks who are only, who are only meant to be functional. Then turn around and tell them, oh, you got to do this, this, this as well in order to prove your cred credibility for learning this year. Mm -hmm. You, I, I'm working with the resources that y'all gave me. I'm sorry that the resources y'all gave me can't turn around and make me more resources. I do feel bad for the teachers though, when it comes to the challenges that they have. Cause I mean, us students, oh, I can go on days and days about the, challenge, the challenges that I got, right? Maybe I don't agree with everything that they're doing right now, but for the, te for the teachers that I can see that they're trying, right i can see that effort i can see that they're they're they they are trying their best to to make a learning environment that is effective but is also establishing those those personal connections with their students you know checking up on them every day hey how you doing how how is how was your afternoon yesterday what you do after school you know having those small subtle moments of showing that during this time somebody at, at least one person cares at least one person can empathize or empathize with the situation that, that I'm in. For me, that means the world. And that helps, that helps my motivation out because I'm like, man, you know, I really don't, I really don't feel like doing this class right now. But then I think in the back of my mind, like, okay, well, Miss So-and-so or Mr. So-and-so, I'm sure they don't feel like doing their lesson plans. Their, their lesson plans have been, have gone to all crap. And they, I know for one of my teachers, my um, my biology teacher, I applaud. I she is, she's amazing because her she, she stays up after school mm. almost in all into the crack of dawn. Sometimes sometimes three a.m. four a.m. She's getting one to two hours of sleep a day. Oh no! And she is clocking in every single day with the same energy, with the same amount of effort to create these lesson plans and to try to make the information compressed but as comprehensible as possible and when i see when i see that effort that motivates me to be like okay well i gotta try my best too because i can't i can't just leave her hanging like that 
I agree with you guys, but in a way I kind of disagree. Some teachers, not all teachers, because I feel like some teachers, they do really care about your mental health. But I feel like some teachers, are like, oh my gosh, care about your mental health. I want you to be healthy. I want you to be healthy. I want you to do this. But but they be the main reason It's important to have that. It's important to reciprocate that energy on both sides, right? Like a teacher who is trying their best. Okay, maybe maybe they got some some great papers that, that they haven't done in a week or so. That, that should be understood by the student that is going to get done eventually. But you also need to give some leeway to that teacher who, who is trying day in and day out to get the job done, even in such a far-fetched environment. But on the same matter, on the flip side, for a student who is trying their best to understand the material, and perhaps they get the, the assignment done later than usual, right? There should be some sort of understanding way outside from a from a teacher to student relationship more to a individual an individual human to an individual human standpoint where you both have an understanding that not everything is going to meet that expectation on both sides there has to be a compromise on both sides and i think that comes down to communication i know in my in our sophomore year actually we had an English teacher. She signed like two book assignments. So we would have to do two readings at the same time. And she actually, she honestly didn't know that that was too much for us until one student came up and said, hey, we can't keep up with the two books. It's too confusing. We can't do it. And then she just completely took one of them off because she didn't know and then she started asking other students what classroom activities they wanted to see, what they wanted to do, how they felt about homework. And then we also, I had her for my advisory class. So the last 10 minutes of class, we would just kind of end early for advisory and we'd have a conversation about anything. The conversation would be our topic to choose. We could talk about classes. We could talk about mental health, relationships, jobs, anything. It was an open discussion and I really did appreciate that and it all comes down to you have to talk to your teacher or they might not know absolutely absolutely if you have anxiety talking to a teacher you can also ask a friend to reach out to the teacher for you or even get a couple of students to reach out with you so it's less like you're the only one with more people you know that everybody else is struggling with you and that as a classroom you can solve the problem but you got to take that step though mm-hmm. you got you you to take, take that, that step, step because if you don't tell them they're not going to know anything to add to like the recap of 2020 it could be from the beginning the middle or even now it doesn't matter let's uh let's talk about now because i mean i know for myself uh I can I can see a change in my behaviors from the from last year to now. I actually I took some time out last week to sit down and I made one the my one of the first calendars that I've ever made for for school. You know, it was kind of like a reset for myself. This is who I was last year, but I could change that. Like you know I, I still have I joined this year. I'm not right. Oh my gosh. I have like eight clubs that I'm looking at, right? Look, I'm, I'm looking at the Latin club. I didn't even know we had a Latin club. Was the question like a recap of 2020 and now, or just talking about how we have changed? 
talk about anything, honestly. Yeah, I'm just talking about uh, now. I would say that what I've what I've taken away most from the whole entire ordeal of 2020 is that sometimes I am the problem. It's like, you know, I feel like when you're thinking about your own individual perspective, like, of course you look right. Like, you know, you look like the hero in your own story. But in a way, I'm just like, sometimes I can, you know, I am like, you know, I have things I need to work on on myself and um, just a lot of, just doing a lot of self-reflection and, I'm trying to work on that because I feel like in a way like I'm I'm I don't want to blame other people or like my circumstances you know for for like yeah. you know I don't want to be a victim I want to kind of like take ownership and more personal responsibility for myself as far as um you know just, just looking at everything that's going on and still being through quarantine I've come to terms with how I feel about it as far as you know I've I developed into this and this new person or then because you know the chubby that I know now is not the chubby that I knew before and having being being used to what's going on um but on the flip side of things I don't think that we are going to get back to what we define as normal in a minute I really do believe that we're gonna have some form of quarantine way into the summer Locally, I think by summer, it. I think everybody will have had the vaccine or will have had enough vaccines made for yeah. everybody. But on an international scale, I don't think travel will still be possible. I, I don't think travel is ever going to go back to how it was. It, no, I don't think it'll ever get back to when we when we go back is it's going to it's going to be different. Everything everything is going to be different. Think, it's not it's not a bad difference. It's just yeah. going to be different by normal like being able to walk around without a mask yeah um, i think that will go back and i i really hope by the summer because i really do want to do stuff during the summer honestly right. oh my gosh i always had a dream of going to france going abroad as like my graduation gift that's not looking too hot right now and i'm just like i've been planning this since like literally middle school honestly. so do y'all have any goals or um aspirations that y'all looking for in 2021 Thing going on. Um, well, okay, I have the podcast. I'm going to start making jewelry. I'm, I might open up an Etsy shop, Second Hustle. Period. I would say my goals is start doing more like personal branding type of things, like get my pre-professional career like started. I always wanted to learn like languages and so I'm going to, I want to become really proficient in French this year and then move over to like Spanish or Mandarin. And another goal I have this year I don't know. Oh yeah, I want to strengthen my relationship with God, most definitely. Like that needs to happen because y'all, I've been having these revelations. So yeah. I'm hoping through this year, I'll be able to take care of myself a lot better. I can admit that even with everything that's been going on in my, my development of myself throughout quarantine, I can still admit today that I don't take care of myself like I should. So uh, I set a goal for myself to just, just, you know, take that first step, like we were talking about earlier, towards getting better. And I also think it's important for our, for the listeners who may not feel, uh, people out there who are like, oh, well, you know, I don't have a goal. Or those, those people who are out there who, who have not been able to have that, that, that growth that they desired. Maybe, maybe to still in that some, maybe your mental health has declined and it's okay. It's, it's okay to admit that things things haven't been going good for you. What I've been seeing, 
all these people are like, oh, well, you know, I've grown over quarantine. I've, I've become my new self. I've become my yeah. best version of myself over quarantine. And that is, that that's good. Like, go ahead and share that. Go, go, ahead, and, go ahead and inspire other people to do that. But at the same time, don't invalidate the people who have not been able to experience that or have had the inability to not experience that. It's, it's okay to, to, to be in that slump. But what's, what's not okay is that you stay there, right? Just like I, like I was talking about before with, with my goal. So you, you got to get to that next step. Maybe, maybe if it's just, maybe it's just this one simple step, getting out of bed in the morning, go ahead get out the bed. It's important not to stay there. Absolutely. Okay. Like you just said to be in that slump and even like getting out of it and getting out of bed, that is an accomplishment itself. COVID isn't over yet. There's still plenty of time. We're still stuck in the house. Even for the people who are still in school, we're still all wearing masks. Nobody's going anywhere. Nobody's doing anything. There is plenty of time to reflect and even acknowledging, just acknowledging it and taking small steps to sort of help pull yourself out of that is an accomplishment. When when motivation doesn't serve you, I guess time, that's when discipline comes in. Just set up those those habits. For me, like, y'all, it took me some time to get out of bed this morning. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to get up. But getting out of bed, like kind of like fixing up my bed and stuff, like that makes me feel so much better. I'm like, wow. All right, so I'm gonna try and wrap it up. So do you guys have any like last words or last remarks that you wanna add on? I just want anybody who is listening whether that be whether that be a teacher or a student or even even if you're not that uh, really just anybody just know that you're not alone in how you feel or what you're going through and you may feel alone but I promise I promise you you're not alone keep doing what you're doing and if you need to make changes accordingly don't be don't be afraid of that just go ahead and change it. Things things are not fixed right now. Nothing's fixed right now. Uh, everything is very fluid. Things change every day. Current events change every day, you know? So just adjust accordingly if you can. And if you can't, that's okay too. I would say take care of yourself, but most importantly, just get up. Because I feel like, you know, stop thinking about it, be about it, do it, and just take action and pick up your feelings. Just let's let's go.